Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. I tell you, in the midst of all, if you're singing the song, uh, I see the evidence of his goodness all over my life, and you're not feeling that, come on, man. I honestly, I, I just come in here this morning, just the goodness of God is so prevalent and and uh, if it's not if you don't if you're not walking in that goodness and just the the blessings of God, it, there's two things that could be happening. One, you you may be looking in one direction when it's totally in another. You know, you may not be looking in the right places. You may you may have uh, um, holding the blessings of God hostage to what you declare are blessings, and not seeing what are true blessings. And and two. You may be in a season of your life where you're reaping what you've sown. Okay, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that will or he's going to reap it, right? So God does not negate the law of sowing and reaping, as some would say. It's not like all of a sudden you come to God and everything is, is perfect. And it's not the way it works. But the re- reality is if you're in a time where you feel like you're reaping from some bad decisions and all that, I, there is hope for you. Doesn't mean your eternity's, uh, uh, you know, gone south. Doesn't mean your salvation's not real. Uh, but what you need to do here was what you need to do: start sowing some good things, and then you watch the goodness of God unfold in your life. If you're if you're in turmoil, stop sowing bad things. Okay. Can you do that? It's, it, really, it really amounts to a choice. And, and the fact of it is if somebody, and, and, you know, as testified this morning in, in some of your life, if somebody is sowing bad things into your life, have you ever had anybody sow bad seed into your life? Yes. Okay. You do not have to live uh, reaping what they've sown. You don't. And, and that's, that is absolutely the power of the cross that, is, that, that can unfold and be unleashed in your life to negate those things. And that, that is constant. That's consistent. And, and again, I got to tell you, it's a place. The cross is not only a place that, that he uh, uh, puts to death my sins, but the sins done against me. They're judged there. That is justice. I've preached that before, and I'll preach it again because it is a great uh, uh, liberating thought. <clears throat> so if you need to be set free, or if you're not free, you've got to, you know, check. You know, how many of you check the oil in your car once in a while? Okay. If it starts, rat- if, you're, if the lifters are rattling, check the oil. You know, if things aren't running right, you got, you got to go on. If things aren't right in your life, there's probably some things you could be doing, right? If one of the great biggest things that will prevent you from walking in the blessing and literally torment your life is unforgiveness. If, you're, if you have not found a way 
And I'm telling you, it's not. I'm not saying it's just so easy. But forgiveness is liberating. Giving up the right to punish somebody is absolutely freedom. And as, as long as you're trying to punish somebody, guess who you're punishing? Come on, you're punishing yourself. So that's not what I was going to preach. I just letting you know, look, what, what I want, what I love is coming here being free. I love coming in here myself being free. And, and that, that is a, a habit. That's a, a, just a way of life for me. I just, you know, I'm not bragging about that. I'm telling you, it, it's way, it ought to be in Christ. And I love coming in here and being around people that are free. And I love coming in here and being around people that are bound about to be free. It's not like we want everybody free in here. No, I want everybody that's sick, lame, you know, need help. And, but I want to be around a bunch of free people so that that can be projected to them. That can be promoted to them. That can be, it's more than, it is absolutely more than the preached word. Preaching is, abs, is, uh, is powerful. Worship, that demonstration of the Spirit, that's, that's necessary. But there has to be that in us. And, uh, and, I, and as I say, I believe there's as much that goes on in our fellowship, that one-on-one, and, and you need to be free. God's paid a great price for you to be free. So, there, that is yesterday's or last week's message this week. Uh, I'm reading from Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 12. I started this um, Two weeks ago, was interrupted. I'm going to get right back on it. These messages that I really feel on my heart to preach in the next few, until God releases me, they're going to build on one another. So if you didn't see two weeks ago, if you didn't hear in, uh, two weeks ago, go to our website, look it up, and um, so that you're, you're, you know, you're growing in this with us. It says, in him, we have boldness and confident access through faith. In Him. In Him, we have boldness and confident access through faith in Him. I, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about being bold and how the Lord re- desires for us to be bold. And it says, in Him, we have boldness. And uh, I, I think it ought to be an attribute of anybody that names the name of Christ that, that has grown into uh, any amount of spiritual maturity is to be bold in Christ. And um, bold is defined as frank, blunt, and assured, or having frankness, bluntness, and assurance. Now, I, I, I got to tell you, when I preached this a couple weeks ago about being bold, being bold is having complete, and it says confident access we got to absolutely believe who we are. Do you know that Ashbury, is that what it's called in Kentucky? Okay. Um, uh, I heard somebody telling me the, the testimony that uh, started it. And it was basically, and I may, I may be butchering it, and you can straighten it out later, but, but how can we, the, 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 whoever it was, said, how can we tell the world that, uh, uh, he loves them if we don't believe that He loves us. If we don't have confidence that we're loved, it's impossible. 
if, we're, if the commandment is for the love of God to be shed abroad in our hearts, you know what? That doesn't happen unless you have that confidence that you're loved. Right? And then it, can, then it, then it is a thing that flows. And that, that love and that confidence in his absolute forgiveness, his absolute, uh, uh, you know, how beautiful you are. Just having that, having that sure word. You know what that does? That, you go from like this, where your head's ha- hung down spiritually. I mean, you may be able to lift it up in the flesh, but spiritually you, you can be so closed up. But to all of a sudden you're open. You're, you're just there. You're in the moment. Your spirit is out there. And I'm telling you, that's the way God wants us to live, is in that, in that bold confidence of, of, that he cares about us. I, I just I just know that he does. I just I live with that. I know that he cares. There is no doubt in my mind. Regardless who hasn't cared in my past, he cares. The idea of having that boldness is uh, uh, is it, it ought to be that a, a frank, blunt assurance to the world, but not. Boldness, the way that it's defined in the flesh. Did you ever, you know, see Masoni say, well, that was bold. No, and really what they're being is almost rude. Bold, being bold doesn't mean being rude. You know, being bold, uh, you see, I think I've said it a while ago, you see the professional, you know, ball players, whatever they do, they, they uh, score a touchdown, they get down, they gyrate, and they dance around, woo. No, they're all bold about that. Well, that, we don't have to do that in, in Christ. That, that's, that, there is a boldness that because of natural ability that some people have that, that you know, I, I like seeing talent. I like seeing people that are good at things. There, nothing wrong with that. But, but w- when you're bold in Christ, there's nothing, uh, uh, you're, you're not bragging about yourself. It's not about how much you know. I am so tired, I, and I mean this, I'm tired of the, the theological clash. You know, the doctrine, and, and, I'm, and I'm not tired of sound doctrine. I love sound doctrine. And I will be bold and say, I don't believe that. But I'm not going to fight with you if you don't believe. You know, and, and we, there's some things we don't have to see eye to eye on completely. That's fine. I don't care. But uh, uh, the, the idea, there's some people that, you know, they, they're wanting to fight about things that just we ought not be fighting about in the body of Christ. Well, you know, we need to be bold about the love of God. Yes, we need to be bold about the new birth and, and, and discipleship and all of those things. But that, that is never from a a, a position of, some people preach it angrily. You know, like they're mad. They're like they're mad at you. I'm not, no, I, I understand. Sometimes I get passionate. You may think I'm mad. No, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, whoo. No, I, I just, the whole idea of, of, of boldness, when, when I speak that, that we have to, in him, we have boldness. Be careful that you don't, lean on or, or revert to carnality and boldness. Like, I, you know, remember the days back when we had the truth 
you know, we would butcher people with doctrine and walk away thinking we did something. And all we did was just be carnal. You know, even, even in Christ, even what we thought was, you know, we're trying to do the best we knew it was what we were taught. But the idea of uh, being bold has got, is, well, let me read this. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says it like this. It says, love is patient and love is kind. So let me tell you what I could put in there. Bold has got to be patient. And uh, bold has got to be kind. Why? Because if you read the end of 1 Corinthians, there's three things that remain. Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. The idea of anything we do, anything we do in the kingdom of God, if it's not from that foundation of those three things, it is not Him. And so boldness isn't built outside of faith, hope, and love. Boldness is inclusive in that. It's an attribute of love. You can be bold in your love. Anybody do that? You ought to be. But it's not, it's not harsh. It's not, uh, uh, you know, lifting yourselves up. So, so love is patient. It's kind. It doesn't envy. It's not boastful. It's not conceited. It doesn't act improperly. It's not selfish. It's not provoked, and it does not keep records of wrong. If you, in your boldness, do anything outside of those things, you're really probably not doing it right. You know, if your boldness is conceited, let me ask you something. How many know what you know is true in Christ? Yeah, I know it. I can be bold in that declaration. But what I do know is I didn't come to that myself. There's not one part of that where I can say, look what I did. You know, you could think right now that I'm the world's greatest preacher. I'm okay with that. Uh, But where does anybody get to get credit for the gift that God's poured through them? Right? The, the, the boldness of the gifting that's out here, you that prophesy, or you that uh, gifts of healing, or all, all that we're doing and going to do as God develops us into what He desires, where do we get to take any credit for any of that except that we've submitted to Him? So the boldness isn't about being conceited. The boldness isn't about, man, I'm smarter than you are. I know more than you do because I do not. I know what God's given me, and I know, what's, I know the, the truth that I know is true. I know it. And so I can be bold in that declaration and, and literally uh, uh, do that with kindness. I, being bold in, in, uh, in witnessing, do you realize Jesus said if, if, uh, uh, if you're going to do that, you're going to be wise as a serpent and what? Harmless. Your boldness should not harm anybody, right? And so being bold is just, is just knowing where to stand and when, you know, where you're supposed to stand and just keep standing without, you know, checking the wind, figuring out what direction the culture is going and, and uh, what, what, whoever's thinking what. You know, I, I bless these young people, man. What a day to live, 
But when so much pressure is upon us as a culture, you know, I've, I've already been established, you know, uh, uh, in, 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 but those teenage years when you're so influenced by everything around you and, and all of these things, for you guys to stand where you stand, that's bold. Thank you for being, that's bold. It's like, well, I didn't feel very bold up here. That was bold. For crying out loud, just, that was so cool. But I didn't say much. You don't have to say much to be bold. I don't know if you watched the transformation over the past couple years, but this year was different. Well, maybe you're a little bit older, yeah. And you, like you said, every year come out of your shell a little bit more. That, that's normal growing up. But what happened here today, that was just a picture of boldness. And you say, well, I got to wait till I get older and, and, I, and then I'll be bolder. No, I don't think so. And I think you can make a choice right where you're at. And, and, and in fact, the, the, the event that happened, let me read it in Daniel chapter 3. I want to, I over the, uh, the course of the next few weeks, talk about boldness and how that's lived out in our lives. You know what? I want you to be bold. I'll just give you some heads up. I want you to be bold in your giving. Some of you are so fearful in your giving, and you, it's, I, and I got to tell you something. We talk about, yeah, we need this kind of finance. God always funds what's his, right? So needing, it's like, oh, the church needs. Yes. Yeah, we operate, all of that. But you are, by you not being bold in your giving, that's not going to hurt us. That hurts you. But I'm telling you, and I'll save that for another message, but, man, I'm going to talk about boldness in giving because if you give, you know what's going to happen? It is given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. And God forbid if I don't preach that. Because, because you that, that are so fearful of giving, you're robbing yourself by not being. I want to be bold in giving. So, uh, and I, I want to I be bold in my witness. I, I want to be bold, not like, well, should I say? It's not like I, I got to go out there and hammer somebody with the gospel, but it ought to be a part of my speech. Just who I am. It is who we are. I don't have to avoid it. That's, that's being bold. I, anyway, I'll, I'll get to some more. So here's what happened. Nebuchadnezzar, in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 14, <clears throat> what happened was Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. The first few chapters of Daniel, well, actually the, the whole book, very short book, read it. Incredible, incredible. Nebuchadnezzar goes to Jerusalem, takes a bunch of captives, uh, and um, he's crazy as a loon. This guy's nuts. But he's a leader. Not that we have crazy leaders in our day, but, but back then they did. And uh, the idea, Nebuchadnezzar get, gets back. He's in Babylon. He has a dream, and uh, it was terrifying. So he gets all his soothsayers and wise men. He, says, he said, uh, listen, I need the interpretation of the dream. And... Uh, he said, okay, tell us the dream. He said, nope. He said, you tell me what the dream is and the interpretation, and if you don't, you're all dead. Well, that was pretty harsh. I'd hate to work for the guy, right? 
And they're like, well, well, nobody's ever asked that. He said, I know if I told you the dream, you'd just lie to me. So you tell me the dream and the interpretation or you're done. And so he's getting ready to kill them all. And there was one wise man from Jerusalem named, uh, uh, from Israel named Daniel who wrote the book. Daniel was like, give me a minute. Let, him, let us pray and fast. And God gives Daniel the dream and the interpretation. He said, I'll, okay, hang on. I'm, I got it. So he goes and tells Nebuchadnezzar the dream and the interpretation. And it was like, whoa, God's revealing some stuff here. Well, God, God's revelation becomes an idol to Nebuchadnezzar. He builds a statue out of the stupid thing. And then, so he builds a statue, and he, he's like so enthralled with this revelation and, and dream from God. He builds a statue, and now he wants everybody to worship the statue that he built. He said, when you hear all this music, he said, I want you everybody to bow down. So everybody's, you know, they're like, okay, whatever you say. And the music plays, everybody bows down, except for three kids. And uh, so his advisors go over to Nebuchadnezzar and say, hey, Neb, yeah, we played the music, everybody bowed down, but that, those three Jewish boys there, that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they didn't bow. He said, bring him to me. And, and so, I mean, he's the king, right? Whatever he says goes. And so Nebuchadnezzar's asking, he says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue I've set up? Now, if you're ready, when, I, when you hear the sound of all these instruments, he said, if you're ready, when you hear this, Every kind of you fall down and worship the statue that I made. But if you don't, you will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God who can rescue you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, that wasn't a question in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's mind, that was a question that Nebuchadnezzar had. He, they said, listen, if he exists, uh, then he can rescue us from the furnace of the blazing fire, uh, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up. Bold. So let me tell you how bold works. That was already set in their hearts long before there was ever a statue. They didn't have to all of a sudden work up the courage in the moment. Like, okay, Shed, what are you going to do? Or are you going to bow? Uh, I don't know. Let's see what Meshach's going to do. You know, let's go find out. No, there was already in them some, some integrity and relationship with Jehovah God that said, this is who we are. It's not, it's not old because, oh, somebody preached such a great message on Sunday. Now I feel encouraged. Look, if you live from Sunday to Sunday, you're not going to be bold. You ought to live in the reality and the faith and the assurance in Christ. And, and then you can be blunt. You can be frank. These guys were blunt. It wasn't like 
they didn't all of a sudden get into a political discussion. Well, uh, King, you know what? Uh, we think Judaism is far better than uh, your Babylonian heathen stuff. And, you know, sometimes some of us, we, we get engaged in stuff, and we think we're bold in an arena that God doesn't even want us to be bold in. And then, then, and then we're not bold in the places where we need to be bold in. And so here these boys are. There wasn't a question. The music plays. Everybody bows down. It was like, that's not in us to do that. They, weren't make, they were not making a statement. They weren't out there to, to you know, be put on display. It's just the reality of, in, in their boldness, did it. And, and when, you know, everybody saw that, oh, man, you're not, you're not bound with everything else. They bring him to the king. The king says, look, I'll give you one more chance. He says, nah, we don't even need to talk about it because we're not going to do it. Are God's able to rescue us? And if he doesn't, we're still not going to do it. Now, I got to tell you what. God, give us that kind of boldness in our lives in the day that we live. There's spiritual wickedness and idolatry all around us. There, there, there are people bowing to things in, in, in the name of acceptance and love that's absolutely demonic. And I don't have to, I don't have to get up and preach against that. I don't have to say, this, you're evil, or I don't, I just have to stand, I just have to stand. Being bold isn't bashing everybody with what's true. Being bold is just when they bow, you don't. And then when they're mad at you, you say, sorry. Didn't do it for you to be mad at me. I just do this because my God demands this of me. That's why it's where I, this is where I stand. But you're a hater. I don't hate, I don't hate anybody. Let me tell you something. This world, even in the Christian circles, so-called, man, oh, man, there's some perversion that they're allowing in and, and calling it normal. And I'll tell you what, sorry. I'm not going there with you. I, I just, man, can, I, can you love and say that? Yes, I can, and I'm going to. God forbid that we should sacrifice in, in the name of, well, everybody else is bound to, why don't I? I? Nah, I'm just not. Does that mean you're better than us? No. It means this is me. That, see, knowing that, not just knowing who you are, beautiful and beloved. That means that I just, that's who I am. And if, if he's my father, then I'm going to stand with him. If everybody else wants to bow down somewhere else, they can bow wherever they want. But I'm going to stand with him. What happens if you're standing three in a multitude of how many, I don't know how many hundreds or thousands were there that day? You're going to look out of place. Yeah. But you know what? Those that will be bold in Christ are going to experience things that nobody else is ever going to experience. These boys said, look, you don't even have to play it because we're not going to worship. You know, it, it wasn't this contention. And so here's the end of the story. So Nebuchadnezzar got so angry that they would defy him that he heats the furnace up way hotter than OSHA would require. 
I mean, it was a mess. So bad that the guys bringing the kids up to be thrown in the furnace were killed. They opened the door, those guys die. What a mess. And, and, and so they throw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire, and Nebuchadnezzar says, there, somebody defy me now. He goes by a little while later, and they're walking around in there, in the fire. And, and not only three, but now there's four. And they said, didn't we throw three in there? Yeah, there's four. There's a fourth. He looks like the Son of Man. And all of a sudden, the revelation comes. You know what? God honored their boldness. I, I, I can't tell you that he's always, you're always going to come out, you know, like that when you're bold. But you will never lose. If they had lost their lives then. You know what? I guarantee you, if in that heavenly place, those that have been bold and lost their life, they're going to be in a place of prominence in the kingdom that's to come. And, and so Nebuchadnezzar gets him out and says, what happened? And basically the boy said, not, not being haughty or proud, just said, we told you. You know, God, God rescued us. So they didn't immediately try to overthrow the government, right? It, this wasn't all, this didn't become political. But Nebuchadnezzar, he's like, man, there is no God but the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And their boldness changed a crazy king. And, and, I'm, and I'm here to tell you what, it's going to be that kind of boldness that's going to affect our world today. And, and it's not going to be an emotional well, I got to work myself, and I love it. I love the worship, but I'm, I, don't, I don't say that that's wrong at all, but I, I'm telling you, it's going to be that settled certainty in your life that this is who we are. It's going to be that blunt understanding in your life, and you're going to just be standing. They didn't have to do anything else but stand, and then God did the rest. And so the idea of you being bold is just... It, 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 you, can't, you can't all of a sudden work up boldness in a moment. I just believe that you mature into it to the point that it's just a part of who you are, and you're that way everywhere you go. And what is revealed by that is the power and the love of God. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray as we stand this morning. As we talk about being bold in various aspects of our life, you know, you know, sometimes being bold is being silent. Sometimes, you know, being bold is, is speaking when you, God's told. That boldness in Christ really is just is just walking in the Spirit with an absolute confidence and assurance that he's with you. How many know he's with you? Come on. He is with you. If you don't know that yet, go back to some of the old messages and listen. Watch the chosen. Some of you got an idea of the nature of God that's totally wrong. Man, oh man, is he for us my goodness, is he willing and ready to forgive you? Does he demand that you forgive others? Yes. 
He does. This isn't a free-for-all. It's like, oh, but there are some things that he requires of us to walk in that boldness. But I, how many want to be bold? Come on, I know there's some people here, you are, and, and, but, but just put on the whole armor of God, figure out what God's asking you to do, and I'm telling you what, if he calls you to stand in a, in a place, man, he's going to provide for you in that moment. He absolutely will. So, Father, today, as we celebrate your goodness again, as we do pour out our hearts and our, and, and our praise and our prayer to you, uh, today, Lord Jesus, let that boldness be settled in us. Let it be a part of who we are. So that we're not just working it up in the moment in the situation before us, but that it literally is a part of our DNA. It's part of our spiritual life. An understanding by faith that we have that assurance that we're yours. That our life is hid in Christ. And that we are, by your precious promises, partakers of your nature. And I want a world to see it today. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We worship you. Come on. Lift your hands to him this morning. God, I commit my life. I commit that. Jesus, a boldness, God-based, Lord Jesus, on identity, on my identity. I thank you for it today, Lord. I speak it upon this congregation, every heart and every mind. I give my soul to you. I give my soul to you. As we sing this morning and you want to just come and tarry and and pray together and just just think on the Word of God. If you need healing in your body, God's here to heal. If you want to just come down again and let that spirit of worship be lifted to Him. Let's do it together before you leave here this morning. Let's sing. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.